Live on the free Odyssey app. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when the mama sang. Good morning, good afternoon. What's going on, Richmond? It's 12 noon. I'm Adam Epstein. You're tuning in to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. And it is cut day today in the National Football League. Every team must be down to their final 53-man roster by 4 p.m. So we'll be talking Cuts throughout the show today on the Commander's Corner. I'll go through who made the final roster. We will be joined by Matthew Paris, Commander's beat reporter for the Washington Times at 12.30 p.m. today on AWOD Radio. We run around local sports with Lane Casadante from CBS 6 here in town at 1.30. And then a special university drive with college football beginning in the state of Virginia this weekend. Virginia Tech hosting ODU. UVA down in Nashville to face off against Tennessee. Richmond hosts Morgan State. And then Noah Fleischman will join us at 2 p.m. to preview the JMU football season. So we got a lot to get to on the show today. Phone lines are open. 833-804-0910. Call AWOD. 833-804-0910. But you guys know how we like to start the show every day. By catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world, it's not the sports wallet, definitely not the sports phone, it's time for the sports app. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, highlights. Whoa, are you serious? Wi-Fi plus 3G, 64 This one, this one. The sports app. All right, let's start in Major League Baseball here on the sports app. Braves outfielder. Ronald Acuna Jr. confronted by two fans in the seventh inning. Did you see this story? I'm blaming Will Smith. It's another story that I'm blaming Will Smith. He made it okay for fans to rush onto the stage, and so I'm blaming Will Smith. And uh, it's it's annoying because it's crossed over. It started with concerts. Now it's sporting events. You had two fans run onto the field. Acuna said, I was a little scared at first. I think the fans were out there asking for pictures. I really couldn't say anything because at that point, security was already out there. And we were already kind of tangled up. But security was able to get there. And everything's okay. We're all okay. And I hope they're okay. I think he did an amazing job of restraint, right? Yeah. I mean... A lot of players in his position wouldn't have handled it the way that he did. And, I mean, what kind of upside-down world are we in with kids who are that entitled to run out onto the field for a selfie with well, a player during a game? telling you, Will Smith what, what started this. On? What would have happened, though, if Acuna's, like, done for season with an injury? Yeah, though, they were right? all over him. Are those kids going to go to jail? Are they going to be sued? Should be. Yeah. Continuing here in Major League Baseball, Julio Rodriguez might be the hottest hitter in baseball right now. He remained sizzling at the plate with four more hits, including a two-run homer and an RBI double in the Mariners' 7 to nothing win over the Oakland A's on Monday night. Seattle, behind the big bat of Rodriguez, has now won four straight, 12 out of 13, and is the hottest team 
in baseball. Rodriguez said after the game, it's really good. I feel like everybody is playing like we all know we could. It's been really good seeing everybody having fun, seeing everybody getting good at bats and getting on base and passing the baton. So no one is getting more of those hits than Rodriguez right now. He extended his hitting streak to a career best 13 games and homered for the third straight game. Fire. He's just on fire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's move over to the Washington Nationals here on the sports app as the Nats continue to struggle. And uh, Josiah Gray, the lone Nash, the lone all-star for the Washington Nationals, had his worst outing of his career. Just two innings was the shortest outing of his career. He was struggling, really struggling. Davey Martinez said after the game, it looked like he was struggling with his mechanics as he allowed Four runs and four hits in just two innings on the mound. He said, I just didn't have it today. I feel for the guys in the bullpen. They have to cover six and seven innings. That's never easy. As the Nats are now 61 and 71 on the season, still ahead of the 60 and 72 Mets, who are now the bottom of the NL East. But the Nats have now lost two straight and have another game against the Blue Jays tonight. 7.05 will be your first pitch with another youngster for the Nats, Mackenzie Gore on the mound let's move over to professional tennis with the u.s open underway it began yesterday and coco golf comes back to win after the u.s at the u.s open after arguing that her opponent was too slow between points she lost the first set the 19 year old from florida was able to rally three six six two six four as the her opponent, the German qualifier, Laura, Laura Sigmund, was taking forever. And, Zach, I was watching this match, and there's something about gamesmanship in tennis where you're supposed to play at the pace of play that is acceptable, right? right. And you know, Coco you, likes a, a fast pace. Coco likes it faster, and, uh, you know, I will call her out for that. But yeah. it's like golfers point this out, too. Sure. When you're just taking forever, it's like a mind game. And so I want to play the audio of Coco arguing with the ump in the middle of a uh, in the middle of the match sometime early in the second set she's never ready it's not like we're having 30 ball rallies it's two balls she's going to i'm not going i'm going a normal speed ask any ref here i go a medium pace speed medium pace yeah she was really upset and this was in the middle of a marathon game to start the second set so she loses the first set 6-3 the second set starts with a 30-point, 25-plus-minute game Woo. to begin the second set. She won that one, went on to win the match 3-6, 6-2, 6-4, and had this hilarious moment on the post-game show. Coco Goff, nothing easy about that match. Describe what it was like to play it. Slow. Mic drop. <laughs> How about Novak Djokovic back at the U.S. Open now and now back in the number one uh, spot in the ranking. So he missed the 2020 U.S. Open because of COVID. Sham. Then 2021, he comes, plays it, loses in the finals to Daniil Medvedev. 2022, they say no vaccine, you can't play again. Sham. He's back this year, uh, and he wins 6-0-6-2-6-3. The opponent, Alexandra Muller, did not win a game for eight games. It was 6-0 and then 2-0 before he won one game, and he, like, 
pumped his fist to the crowd and they roared. It was uh, there pretty seems funny. To be the only one kid standing in uh, the Joker's way. Yeah, yes. and that's uh, the guy that my mom couldn't pronounce yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Carlos Alcaraz. She did say the Spanish. Kid. <laughs> yeah, she did. Uh, Djokovic improved to 17 and 0 in the first round matches at the U.S. Open and assured he will regain that number one spot in the rankings. Just because he didn't play last year, he had no rankings points to defend. We're all we are all hoping that Alcaraz and Djokovic will meet again in the U.S. Open Finals. How about American Mackenzie McDonald? I almost took this bet because uh, the Canadian tennis player Felix Aguer Alisame always loses in the first round. Can I He's the fifth-ranked guy. Yeah. How hard are tennis names? Oh, they're impossible. I know. And I'm getting them wrong all the time. <laughs> right. Right? I'm it's just, like, I'm trying hard. It's you know? impossible. <laughs> yeah. Especially the women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially. But uh, how about that? Mackenzie McDonald wins the first set 7-6, loses the six, second set 6-4, then bounces back 6-1, 6-4 to defeat the 15-ranked uh, Canadian in the first round. Americans, Francis Tiafo, Tommy Paul, and Taylor Fritz all won as well. Let's move over to college football here on the sports app so momentum is really growing for the acc to expand according to sources a decision is expected this week before the acc football season begins regarding the potential of expansion with sources saying there is continued momentum towards adding stanford cal and smu into the fold at the acc we'll break that down further on University Drive, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105, 1 p.m. The Richmond Commander. Every day at 1 p.m. talking about the Washington Commanders. You can chime in and be the quarterback of that segment. 833-804-0910. And we got a special guest on the Richmond Commander today from Grant and Danny. It's Danny Ruye. will join me at 1 p.m. on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. AWOD Radio. Every weekday from noon to 3 on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. You can be the quarterback of this segment. 833-804-0910. Were you surprised by any of the guys you you saw the commanders cut today? 833-804-0910. It is cut day throughout the National Football League, which I'm telling you, there are going to be a few good players that get cut today and then get signed to another team within 24 hours. It happens every single year. Of course, there's going to be injuries week one, and people that are out of a job will only be out of a job for basically 14 days, and then they'll get another chance on another NFL roster. So we'll talk commanders throughout the show today with Matthew Paris and then Danny Ruye at 1 p.m. We'll talk college football with Lane Casadante and Noah Fleischman. He'll join us at 2 p.m. But I wanted to get into who made the roster and who didn't for the Washington Commanders here on the Commander's Corner. All right, so cuts are happening throughout the day today. The roster needs to be finalized by 4 p.m. There have been 34 cuts already, three remaining. Here are uh, the cuts so far as Hogshaven has been tracking it. Wide receiver Marcus Kemp, who played a long time with Kansas City Chiefs, cut by the Commanders. Wide receiver Zion Bowens cut. Running back Jarrett Patterson 
I thought he was going to make the roster. I think Washington's hoping to ke uh, keep him around as a practice squad guy. He was cut. Offensive ta tackle Aaron Montero, cut. Tyler Larson, who started at center at times last year, cut. That means they really like what they got from Nick Gates and the rookie Ricky Strongberg. Jake Fromm, the star of the preseason, out the door. Fromm no more. Fromm, cut. Running back Derek Gore, cut. Wide receiver and punt returner Kazmir Allen, cut. That was a surprising one, but I didn't watch enough of preseason game number three. And then looking back at the highlights, he dropped a punt. He dropped a pass. He dropped his opportunity to make the Washington Commanders roster. Brandon Dillon, the tight end cut. Caden Smith, the tight end cut. Mason Brooks, the offensive lineman that we were talking about in the offseason that could have been a nice piece, cut. Alex Arma, the fullback. And I know Washington has plans to keep him around as a practice squad guy because Eric Bieniemy and the Chiefs used a lot of fullback sets last season to help in the running game. The reason he didn't make the roster is because he got tackled at the one-yard line against the Ravens. You've got to get in the end zone on that play there. It's every team in the league does it. A little play-action pass to the fullback, and he only has to get one yard. Bryson Tremaine, wide receiver, cut. Defensive side of the ball, Farad Gardner, safety, cut. You had Isaiah Mack, defensive tackle, cut. Joshua Kalu, safety, cut. Demarcus Fields, corner cut. Joshua Pryor, the defensive end. There was some talk about him making the roster. He was cut. Milo Eifert, linebacker cut. I was a little surprised about that one. Rashad Wild Goose, man. That's what I was wondering about. Yep, cut. He, he did not look good. Did back not make plays. the roster. Yep. I think until preseason game number three, he really had a good opportunity to make it. William Bradley King, the veteran defensive end, cut. And then Jace Whitaker, cornerback cut. So who made the roster, you're wondering? Well, via John Keim, the sixth wide receiver to make the roster, and he will probably be used in special teams, undrafted rookie Mitchell Tinsley Good makes the roster. How about that? Dax Milne also apparently will make the roster. So that will be your wide receivers, five and six right there. Obviously, the top four are McLaurin, Dotson, Curtis Samuel, and Diami Brown. So uh, guys that are possibly going to make the practice squad, they're looking at Jake Fromm, looking at Mason Brooks, the offensive lineman that I mentioned, Tyler Larson, and Alex Arma as well. So we'll see what happens by 4 p.m., but that is most of the cuts so far for the commanders. The three big ones were Rashad Wild Goose, Kazmir Allen, who made some good plays in training camp and preseason as the punt returner but had the botch punt and that's why he didn't make the roster and Jarrett patterson um so another thing i wanted to get into here on commander's corner is sporting news decided to rank all the quarterbacks in the national football league i believe they will eat crow for their ranking of sam howell 28th 28th from sporting news that's they say, one worse than the odyssey uh, inside i know it's killing me here Howell was kept under wraps behind Taylor Heineke for most of his rookie season, but flashed with some big throws downfield in limited late work. Starting wide receivers Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson say he has uh, considerable weapons and he has former Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy in his system. But how are they going to rank him 28? Like, Because he's only played one game, and this is really uh, ostensibly it's his rookie season. No, 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 I get that. But they have him ranked less than other rookies who have played zero games. That's, like, like that's my the guy, upset. Young? Yeah, like your guy, who was ranked 25th. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. What are we doing here? How are you ranking him behind rookies? What are you doing here? Behind rookies. 
He's looked better than them in a limited sample size. Uh, it's just pissed me off. ESPN's also ranking their top 100 players. Remember, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, obviously, number one. Well, I was looking through the list. Only three commanders made the list. At number 70 was Deron Payne. Number 64, Jonathan Allen. And number 36, Terry McLaurin. I believe next year's top 100 players ranking will include Brian Robinson Jr. Let's and Jahan so. Dotson. And From Jahan your Dotson. lips to God's ears. I mean, he's one of my keepers. He's he's just he went through so much last season. And uh, I was going to bring this up later, but you, you mentioned it. Let me get into it right now. Brian Robinson opened up in an interview about the night that he was shot twice. Oof. And he said, quote, I knew I was lucky to be alive. We're talking about gunshots. People die from gunshots. One shot, anywhere. It can be in the strangest place on your body, and you can die from it. So, to take two, there's no way, I think, uh, that I'm not blessed to make it out of there. Thankfully, there was no structural damage, and the shots weren't life-threatening. He was able to make a full recovery and ran for 800 yards last season. He, he went, went on to say, it's a really good article. Uh, it's basically like a player's tribune Yeah. Uh, where Brian Robinson kind of wrote it himself with an editor. And he said, not even a week after the doctor told me the news, I decided I wasn't going to let what happened to me stop me from playing again. I didn't know how long it would take. I didn't put a time frame on it or anything. I just went straight into my process. And I was determined and focused every single day on getting better. I felt like I was blessed. I was rewarded for all the energy and work that I had put into my recovery. God gave me a chance to come back a whole lot earlier than I was really expecting to. And remember, his first game back ended up being that Thursday night football game against the Bears that really turned the season around for Washington. And it ended up being good luck that Carson Wentz broke his finger during that game because <laughs> the team got the win. Heineke came in and the team went on a win streak, went from 1-5 to 7-5 last season. It's what an emotional game, yeah. And that's why I like these guys so much this year. There's so much buzz around them and so much positivity. And the NFL football is an emotional game. Yeah, you know? and, and the best part about the story, I forgot about this. So in training camp last year, Randy Jordan, I believe the running backs coach, had a bit with his bit, his backs, Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson Jr., that if they did well, he would get them like candy and snacks. And Brian Robinson Jr. loves like Oreos. And so after he got shot, he was in the hospital for a while. And then the first day back at the facility, he came with Oreos in his hand. And he said, quote, I wanted to show my teammates that I was still open to what we had started working on, what we had started building, and I was still committed to the relationships that we had started forming over the summer. That is a team player right there. And it's just it's such a cool story. Good. It just, really is. I like uh, that EB has the offense up because I think this year we'll finally get to see uh, B-Rob in space a little bit more. Yeah. Instead of just running up the gut, getting sucked up by you know the interior, he's on the flank more. He's out in the flat catching passes. Uh, let's see what he can do with the space. But he's got a good average yard per carry. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Mean, in, his career, in his short career. I mean, basically won the Falcons game last year for us by himself. Heineke didn't have a good game. He had his first 100-yard game, and that was the big hat game. Remember that in the yeah, locker room? Right. And that went viral all over the country. Everyone was wearing big hats. We need a big hat here at Odyssey. A big, <laughs> big a big-ass 9-10 the fan hat that we can win on Victory Mondays.
throughout the season. We can hand it out yep. every week fantasy, and, like in the fantasy league, yep. whoever wins the week or whatever. And hopefully we're going to have 10 victory Mondays this season for the Commanders. That's what we're hoping for. 10 and 7 was my official prediction, and I'm hot with my predictions right now. I, I feel like I was the only guy that predicted the Commanders to end the Ravens' preseason win streak at 24 games there. You were vehement with that. I was. Yeah, at now football you're, now fest. You're going in. How do you feel about going in with just two quarterbacks? You think that's the right Fine move? with it. You know why? We have an emergency one. quarterback. Okay. In the name of Logan Thomas, who was the starting quarterback at Virginia Tech for three seasons. He can be our emergency guy. We can use him at uh, QB sneak plays. You know, do the tush push like the Eagles <laughs> did last year. And you should be able to get every third and one with that. I was shocked that the NFL didn't change that rule. With your running back just coming and pushing the tushy of the quarterback <laughs> forward for a yard. It used to be illegal. It, yeah, and it should be. But yet, the NFL said, you know what? It's a good viral play. We like let's it. Let's get some rugby into the game. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So you guys are at 56. You need to make three more cuts We need to make four? three more cuts okay. by 4 p.m. Yep. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Matthew Paris will give us some insight here on how the Commanders will make their decisions on the final few cuts as he's the Commanders beat reporter for the Washington Times. He joins us next on The Fan. To join the AWOD Army, tune in to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM every day from noon to 3 on AWOD Radio. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. I'd like to make this the most interactive radio show possible. It's 833-804-0910. Call AWOD, 833-804-0910. You can tweet us throughout the show. If it's a good tweet, we'll read it on air, at 910 The Fan and at AWOD Radio. So we'll continue our commander's conversation with Danny Ruye at 1 p.m. Doc Walker, Super Bowl champion and host on the Team 980, will join us at 2.30. But joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, covering the commanders for the Washington Times, it's Matthew Paris. What's going on, bud? No, nothing much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so let's start right away with the wide receiver room for the commanders this season. Were you surprised uh, by their decision uh, with their cuts today? Yeah, I, I kind of was. I... I... I it seemed like Casimir's Allen's um, preseason finale game ended up costing him a roster spot. Now he was very unpolished throughout camp. It was probably a decision that went beyond just one game, but you know, those two drops and that muff punt inside the 10 really did not help him in terms of securing the spot. And so they went with Dax Mellon, uh, a little bit more experienced at that punt returner position steadier hands, better route running. Um, and, and so he went out. And then the, the surprise was Mitchell Tinsley, you know, just probably Washington's feel-good story from a training camp perspective. Just uh, undrafted guy out of Penn State. Um, 
really kind of worked his way onto the roster with Chris Sprout running and uh, had that big preseason game at the end there. So real good story for them. I'm interested to see whether they keep seven with Brian Byron Pringle being the other guy. Uh, but as of now, we don't know that. But, yeah, they they had some interesting choices there for sure, and uh, it shook out that way. Yeah, that's the interesting thing is I haven't heard anything about Bra- Byron Pringle. Uh, of course, he played with the Chiefs in 2021, so he's familiar with the enemy system. Um, and then with punt returns, is there a chance it could be Mitchell Tinsley, or is it just it's going to be Dax Milne this season? It'll be Dax Milne. Okay. Uh, Tinsley hasn't taken any I hate to any hear work that. there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the, what's interesting looking at other moves around the league is that, um, you know, a lot of punt returners have been let go today. Trent Taylor from Cincinnati. The Eagles had someone who, I can't remember his name right now, but he was released. Um, it, it seems like if they actually want to pick up someone from the waiver wire, this might be the year to do it, but who knows if they do. And then with the offensive line, who was the biggest surprise? Was it Tyler Larson? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, yeah, they they want to keep three centers. I Frankly, I think he'll be back once the dust settles. You know, if, if I had to guess, Tyler Larson would be on the roster for week one. But um, by doing it now, they don't guarantee his salary. Um, they can just bring him back in a few days. Uh, by, you know, I wonder if there's a corresponding move there, like uh, putting Federian Mathis on injured reserve or something. That would free up a spot. Uh, but right now, the way that it shakes out, he's not on the roster. It's Matthew Paris with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Did you think that Jake Fromm's preseason play was worthy of a roster spot? I did from a, like, just a performance standpoint. I thought he looked pretty good. If you could keep three, he would be the third. He would, He's worthy of a third, you know, being a third-string quarterback in the NFL. But at the same time, it didn't really make sense from a numbers standpoint. So I'm not surprised he didn't make it. I was kind of always trending that way. Um Ron Rivera has had a history of rolling with three quarterbacks often, but uh, from a numbers standpoint, just the way that they wanted to shake things out, it, there wasn't ever really space for him. What role will Ricky Stromberg play this season for the Commanders? If I had to guess in terms of actually when he sees the field, if he sees the field, that would be at guard. You know, he they moved him there uh, throughout camp, kind of after the joint practices or during the joint practices. Um, and he really impressed there. Was even getting some first team reps with the ones when Sam Cosby took a day off for a vet day. And so, you know, he, uh, he showed some developmental there. They still like him at center. Uh, if Nick Gates goes down, you know, Stromberg is the next guy up with Larson gone. So maybe he sees the field that way. But uh, he's shown that positional flexibility that they always so often talk about. And um, yeah, he, he's. He's no longer a developmental piece. You know, he's still developing, but he's no longer a project like they projected him to be when they drafted him. Matt, you know, there are a few players that are currently injured that made the roster. Who do you think is in danger of missing week one, like Logan Thomas and a few other guys? Yeah, Logan Thomas, uh, I'm not sure, but that was interesting because they kept Curtis Hodges over Alex Arma. That was probably the biggest surprise in my mind. I thought Arma was going to make it. Well, I, Matt, um, I said if Arma had gotten into the end zone, he would have been a lock to make the roster. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you, you, uh, who knows? But, yeah, I mean, Curtis Hodges has had a really quiet preseason, hasn't had really a stellar training camp. So I was pretty surprised by that one. But maybe he's Logan Thomas insurance in a way because he, you know, he's more of an athletic 
big tight end. And if uh, Thomas can't go week one, maybe they activate Hodges. But besides that, um, yeah, Fedarian Mathis is the big question mark. Chase Young has a stinger injury. Who knows what's going on there? I think we'll maybe receive some clarity on that today or tomorrow. Um, but Rivera didn't give an update on that after the game on Saturday. But uh, Young had been working with in team drills and had a doctor's appointment for Friday. So, um, yeah, we'll see with that one. Speaking of Ron Rivera, what did you make of his comments that went viral yesterday speaking with Albert Breer? I'm paraphrasing, but he said, F it. We should have played how earlier last season. Yeah, you know, show me the point in the season when you should have played him sooner. Like, <laughs> it's all great to say to say that now, but, like, there was no realistic spot last year where they could have played him without without it being a disaster. I don't think Sam Howell was ready when Carson Wentz got hurt. I mean, maybe he would have been, or maybe you should have played him sooner for him to get that development that he needed early on. But if everything that these guys had been saying is that he really developed behind the scenes, that running the scout team was really important to his work. And they've even been impressed by his progress uh, this summer. You know, I think Taylor Heineke was a better option last year then Sam Howell and I have no problems with them going to him once he get he went down. The, the biggest mistake Ron Rivera made last year was going back to Carson once for that Cleveland game. Right. But you you weren't going to go to Sam Howell there in a must win game, and that made no sense. Like, I'm subtweeting someone over the phone, yeah. <laughs> sub sub calling it. But yeah, but. I I just don't understand why he would even say that because you're right. There was no realistic point for him to play last season unless it was the Cleveland game and everyone would have gone crazy and rioted if they had gone to him in that spot instead of uh, Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz. We talked about it earlier though there's a good article on the commander's website about Brian Robinson Jr. opening up about what happened last year uh, with the gunshot wound. What are your expectations for a healthy Brian Robinson Jr. this season? Yeah, he showed something really interesting in the preseason, in my mind, and in training campus. His ability to catch passes, I think, is going to be a big thing for him. I don't expect him to turn into Christian McCaffrey or someone like that, but if he can show that element to his game and help keep defenses off guard, because the biggest thing last year was when Brian Robinson was in the game, it was a run. When Antonio Gibson was in the game, it was a pass. And defenses fed off that predictability, and so – if they can disguise that a little bit more, I, I anticipate this being like an actual true tandem. I think it'll be 50-50 between Robinson and Gibson. That might not be what fantasy football users want to hear, but I think that's the way they're going to go. And so both these guys will get opportunities. But I think for Robinson, his his progress has been in catching the football. What is the plan for Terry McLaurin leading up to September 10th? Is he just going to sit out all the practices? Yeah, it looks like it. Um, they're going to keep him off his feet a bit more. I mean, I would imagine he at least tries to start some side field work or, you know, getting back on the field um, to try and, you know, do the rehab portion of his toe injury. But I think they're going to play it cautious with this one. You know, it's interesting with it being Arizona, who seemed to kind of be a cakewalk in the first game. Do they take that extra time and sit him? I don't know because, you know, there's only 17 of these games and everyone is super important. But, yeah, I think McLaurin has shown that he's willing to, to battle it out and to gut it out when it comes to injuries. I just wonder how cautious they'll be uh, with him given turf toe is a tricky 
It's a good deal. Follow Matthew Paris on social media, Matthew underscore Paris, and read his work for the Washington Times as the commander's beat reporter. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Yep, thanks. Yep, talk to you again shortly. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. AWOD Radio, every weekday from noon to 3 on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. AWOD Radio. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. I was just telling Zach during the break, I am so shocked that the Cardinals released veteran quarterback Colt McCoy. The McCoy return game to Washington canceled. They are going to be crappy for Caleb, Caleb (laughs) Williams, as they will either start Josh Dobbs, who they just acquired last week, or fifth-round rookie Clayton Toon against Washington on the road. They're not going to win many games. My prediction, 3-14, and looking pretty darn good. Looking pretty darn good. Maybe an offer at this point. <laughs> They're definitely, this signifies sandbagging, right? I mean, look, Kyler Murray, they're expecting him to come back after the first four weeks of the season. But he's, it's that weird bit where after the first four weeks, he has 14 days to get back to practice or he's out for the entire season. And I think that's what might end up happening. If they're 0-4, why would they bring him back, you know? I don't know. He's just got the worst attitude, it seems. It does. Maybe one day he'll wake up and realize what he left on the table. Which is a lot. One day after he wakes up, after staying up till 2 a.m., playing Fortnite with playing his bros. Madden, probably him yeah. at quarterback. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's just such a video gamer. And uh, don't think he studies much of the playbook. Uh, but it is time for our non-sports story of the week. And real quick, more is coming out about this Iron Blossom Festival that was in Richmond this past weekend. Good stuff? Negative reviews. <gasps> yeah. So was yesterday it, we were kind of well hyping it up. It was sold out did Saturday and Sunday. I, I remember I did the free version. We pulled up a blanket right outside of the concert uh, and listened to Hozier and brought our own beers, you know, BYOB, uh, right outside of the scout there in Scott's Edition, near River City Roll, right? Yeah. Um, but so more is coming out that, so it was sold out. They moved it from Monroe Park to Bon Secours, uh, where the commanders used we to have training camp. We were going to field day there with XL. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a, it's a good location. It is. The problem is, is that they don't have enough bathrooms. Uh, it gets dark early there, and apparently they didn't have enough shade. So an attendee told 8 News that it wasn't enough, saying to their knowledge that they didn't have enough water for the festival goers, and the extra water didn't arrive until 3 p.m. on Saturday, and then some people had to wait in line 45 minutes to get the water. There were people that had heat exhaustion. In a statement provided by the Iron Blossom Festival, they say the health and safety of our fans, artists, and staff is always the number one priority for the festival, but there were several large shade structures. Uh, shade structures. Besides that, there wasn't enough shade for people, and the sun was out all day long. And here's what we heard: is that multiple performers, such as Lord Huron, Hozier, Huron, yeah. and uh, Noah Khan, had to pause their sets to get paramedics' attention. And I guess I forgot to mention this. I heard it, too. When I was out there sipping my beers and listening, the music stopped, and you could hear them be like, hey, can we get some help over here to the oh, right side? for the side? fans. For the fans. Yeah. Because they oh, were, like, wow. passing out in the audience. A spokesman from Richmond Ambulance Authority said that they treated several hundred people during the two-day event. Now, nobody had to be transferred to the hospital, uh, but there's a lot more negative reviews coming out about the way they kind of treated the festival goers. That's rough. Yeah. That's growing pains for them. Yeah. And they hit a tough stretch in the dog days of an RVA summer when it was just absolutely, I mean, so 
wet outside. Right. Like, but, it was I mean, just so hot. Who do you blame when these people are, you know, using psychedelics and, you know, they're— Yeah, it's on know. the concert goer, too. I right. mean, obviously, there was tons of beers there. Right. High-octane high beers. Yeah. Right? And you're drinking in the sun like that, so that's kind of on the fans, too. Now, they, the festival did try to help out by adjusting their re-entry policy, allowing people to leave the festival and then come back later in the day— uh, but it wasn't enough. A lot of people are now complaining uh, to 8 News. There's a whole article that I read this morning. Oh, boy. Yeah. Zach, I wanted to throw to you for another non-sports story today. I what found you got? What I thought of you when I uh, read this. Okay. Okay. I haven't known you a long time. I know you're very uh, athletic. You like to get after it, yes. right? I'm, I'm a competitive freak. Yes. yes. But I worry about you, too, because you might be injury prone. <laughs> I am. I you know. are. My ankle popped playing pickleball the other day. And you day. got a bad uh, – did it really? Yeah. So that's a new one. Yeah. Your wing is still I wrapped hurt. it up. I'm, I'm still playing today. but Okay, you're playing hurt. Yeah, I'm playing hurt. Because um, you want to be in the boo thing, right? The I want to be boo? in the pickle boo yeah. late October. So you're yeah. training right now. It's preseason. You still have a bad wing from Ultimate Frisbee or Frisbee Golf, is it? Yeah. Well, it started because – Started with wiffle the ball. The wiffle ball. Remember? The fall. It all comes back to that damn wiffle ball injury. And that was just running. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So here you go. A Richmond-based footwear uh, footwear startup is stepping into tech with its newest product. Kinnis, K-I-N-I-S, founded in 2018 by Vincent Wu, recently completed a proof-of-concept prototype for a new insole product, right, for your feet, uh-huh. designed to predict the wearer's risk of falling. So it's not going to stop you from falling or warn you like, hey, wide, you're about to fall. Yeah. Like, get it together. Maintain, dude. Yeah. But it will send all kinds of information through the insole to, uh, you know, your gait, your, your steps, your speed, how you move to help you not fall in the future. I, I'm kind of upset with you right now for bringing this up. Really? This is this is something we need to have my it's, dad on it's for. Out of love. This is for someone 65 and older. <laughs> no, Are you kidding me? No. I don't need signals no, sent to me if I'm going to fall cause down. Because you're, you're active. I'm it's not all, that unbalanced. I'm, I'm trying to keep you healthy. Oh, my God. I'm, a, I'm coordinated. I, I was a high school athlete. <laughs> and you're telling me I need special no, insoles now? this is now? something to help you train. Oh it's just God. data, dude. It's just data. Yeah. Here's the quote. It's data for grandparents. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> quote, all of them are giving some sort of movement tracking that empowers users to make a lifestyle change, Vu said. Counting steps is easy. We want to go beyond counting steps to show you how you move, what's your gait, what's your balance, and what does that abnormality look like, and what is that abnormality leading to? That's all. I'm trying to keep you healthy, dude. And dude, it's a local story, a local company. It's a local company it's for grandparents. No, it's not. For grandparents. And I don't know. I'll send you. Maybe you could tweet this out. But um, I don't know about the look of, of the shoe they're oh, using. Oh, God. It's going to be like these Hoka One ones. They look like you're walking on clouds. <laughs> I hate that look. I am so out on these big shoes. Give me a sole that's a half an inch. How would you guys explain that? Ugh. It's something you would slide on for sure. Uh-huh. But uh, the sole looks really cool. It's got a lot of little pads like around the ball of your feet, <sighs> around the, the heel of your this foot. This is for my mom. I this don't is, think so. This I is think, for an older clientele. I think this would be valuable data I, for you I, in your I fell training. I one time in five years. I know, and you're and you it's think still I nagging. It's still nagging. Well, you your th- hold on. Do you training. think I have? Do you think I have an issue with my gait? I will walk around. Do you think I have an issue with my gait? You fell in a wiffle ball game. Yeah, I, because I, I was to, going hard. You do go hard. Yes. And this is to assist your training. I'm. I'm offended. Oh. I'm offended. You're. This you came, this you came think out that of I love. don't have a good gait? This came out of love. I would, I would argue I have a better gait than anybody in the office. Okay. 
I, I, I know I don't have a good gait. But I, I'm not I mean, going to question your gait. I've got because I'm I've not going to be offensive like you are being right now. I'm not trying. It's, oh it's out God. of love, dude. Yeah, out of love. You, you know what? Why don't we get? Um, why don't we get me um, some physical therapy as well? Right? Why don't we do all that? So. I've tried to tell you with the the kinetics. I know you have. Yeah. You know, rubber I'm, bands. I'm spry. I'm young. Yes, you are. I can bounce back. I want longevity I need, for you. Yeah, I know. I don't. You think I want to walk around with these insoles and and then every time I change shoes Dude, you got smart- in front of chicks, I got. I'm embarrassed to take my shoe no, off. No, it'll be hidden. You could put a Dr. Scholl's over it. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think I need a gel pad next? No, I think it'd be cool. You know, you got it on your watch. You sync it up. Yeah. You know, you'd be like, oh well, maybe that's why I couldn't make that move or I couldn't get to that pickleball. Because Maybe, but it seems like the information is just to make sure that you don't fall down. And I don't always fall down. I fell down when I was competing to dive to second base. All right? I was trying to beat the throw. I, I know. Maybe with this, maybe with Kinnis, you make it to second next time. Oh, I don't God. know. Oh, it's AI-powered insole. Oh, I thought that would be cool. I'm out on AI. Oh, I hate AI. All right, they're well, coming this is, for my I'll job this too. Up to a fail. Yes, no, yes. It's, no one can. No AI is going to replicate your voice. Don't worry. B- believe me, they're trying. Local, local There's radio Adam. shows around the country that are having robots do their sports that's updates. That's a different now. company. They're having that's, robots do sports updates. That's local. Hi, this is local Adam with Commander's Corner. <laughs> that's another company. Don't worry about it. They might have more accurate information than me. <laughs> All right, so you're out on Kinnis. Yeah. But they're they're a Richmond startup. I thought Look, it would be I, a good I time. appreciate you bringing up the story and trying. I, I consider myself an athlete that can fight through issues that I'm having here, and I don't need to cheat. You know, I don't. I don't need creatine. I don't think it's cheating. I think it is. I think. It's, I mean, the more data you have, the the better you're going to be. It's just more input. Yeah, I know, but my my data is it's the your feet. Your it's feet the eye important. test for me. It's the eye test. Had an ankle pop yesterday in training. Yeah. Well. Believe me, it, it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I don't think an insole in my foot. What was it going to do? It's going to send me a, a. Do you do you have a calisthenic gonna, routine before you go out and just go 100? Oh, I stretch. Do you stretch? Oh, I stretch for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ask my pickleball partners. I tra- I take stretching more the seriously than anybody that you're wearing on out the court. Yeah. One by one. Because my dad taught me that you have to stretch for 15 minutes straight. And it, oh, yeah. and growing up, I used to hate it because before we played any sport, my dad would stretch on the ground. You know, and I was so embarrassed. He's like lying down, putting his feet over his shoulder and stuff. <laughs> but now I do the exact same thing 30 years later. You have to. Yeah. I'm Adam technique. Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Our next guest is an avid pickleball player. Maybe you can uh, give that to him as right. some advice. I'll he, give it to him. See, if he, see if Danny Ruye is offended that you want him to have some insults. You, t- you ask him. <laughs> no, no. You ask him. That's Not next on The Fan.